0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Emily. I'm Matt.
1: You guys are listening to the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beers.
0: So Emily, how was your week?
1: Oh, you know what? I can't complain. It was pretty good. Uh, Long week of work, but it is the weekend and we are going to lovely Stowe, Vermont.
0: Beautiful Stowe, Vermont.
1: And I think the weather is going to hold off because you know what it says? It says... 35% 35% chance of rain But the way I look at that Emily Is not that there's going to be a 35% chance of rain but I look at it 65%, 65% percent chance of will
0: Yeah
1: so we're going to be up there Saturday night 5 to 9pm Catch and us there Yeah catch us there 5:30 to 9:30 actually. And we got some new Brewroot stickers and we got some new Brewroot shirts. Well, we're not giving away any Brewroot shirts. We'll be Just giving Just look away out some for the stickers. entourage. You'll see us. You'll see us. We're rolling deep.
0: And uh, if you're going to get your tickets online tonight in anticipation for tomorrow, uh, you can use the code brew4 to get 4 bucks off. Why not, right?
1: Why not?
0: All right, so, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good week this week. I got a gym membership. I started working out a little bit, and I uh, can hardly feel my arms right now, so I'm going to need you to crack this beer. Yeah, I
1: can do that for sure. So the beer nice we crack, are nice drinking crack. is Space Force from Four Quarters Brewing, LLC. Uh, it is a double IPA that trumps all other double IPAs. And, Emily, do you want to explain the can from our friends at Four Quarters Brewing LLC.
0: Yes, as a packaging freak, I can appreciate this one. Uh, It's got some cool imagery of our president in all of his orangeness, uh, holding like a lightsaber with all kinds of different alien spaceships flying around him. And he's got that kind of dumbfounded look on his face with all these like guns. and China. Yeah, he looks like he's about to say like
1: or like i know all the words all the best words
0: right and then he also has like stars and stripes on his outfit gotta check this out online and the other beer that we're drinking today is by bird brewery and my mom actually brought this to us all the way from holland Ooh,
1: you don't say
0: but of course it is an american amber ale (laughs) after all that but you know my mom just got back from a two and a half week bike trip so she literally was like carrying this on her back for me the whole way and she brewed it shout out to my mom joanna i love you
1: that's awesome so that is from amsterdam holland
0: and I'm going to read, it has, like, this little bird on it, and it's so cute. It's got, like, this little countryside with people, and then the bird is saying, and I have, like, literally no idea what this means, but it says, like, van jelke ik in open Is that
1: what it means? I, I don't know what
0: it's supposed to mean. I don't speak Dutch. Yet. neither does she but she said it was a great trip and somebody actually recommended this to her in the store and it is 5.8% alcohol and it is made with a barley malt and a rye malt and with some hops and yeast so
1: so little fun fact we actually sent Emily's mom on a cross country two week bike excursion to spread the good word of r- roots that's right and we got um like 40,000 listeners from Holland our as our biggest country yet <laughs>
0: You guys seem to uh, all just love it, and I love that you all speak English too. So yes. much appreciated. Yes, big ups <laughs> to
1: our our Holland friends and actually Amsterdam I friends. I mean,
0: this this beer really survived the trip. This is delicious. Yeah, you have to give this a
1: try. I will, and you can try the the double IPA that trumps them all.
0: And I'm a big fan of amber ales, so it's like I I am pretty critical when it comes to it. But oh, that's is, awesome. Yeah, isn't that good? It's Your like just perfect perfect level of coldness and. Mm. i don't hate it i'm drinking the space force now very very different compared to the the uh, bird brewery amber ale this is a double ipa so it's like really bitter forward this is eight percent alcohol so a little bit stronger um yeah but really robust flavor nice aftertaste
1: also i just want to do a quick shout out to some of our past guests who won best of best of north shore Oh, week. nice. So, Riverwalk, Sylvaticus, and True North all won best breweries in the North Shore. So cups, cups, Obviously, we Good know job. what we are doing yeah. because we're interviewing the best breweries. We
0: know how to pick them.
1: We know how to pick them. Uh, and we love all of you guys, Sylvaticus, Riverwalk, and True North. And if we missed any, I apologize. This is what I saw on social media, and uh, I sent some th- congratulations their ways. Mm-hmm. Hey, Emily. So, this is our 20th episode. Can you believe it? It's kind of crazy that we have 20 episodes in season two
0: it's pretty awesome i love that they're all on spotify so that you can kind of binge them makes me so happy
1: (laughs) cool so what do we have on deck this week
0: all right so we're going to talk about all things controversial in the world of beer so we're going to talk about scandals taboos and myths about beer
1: yeah i'm excited to go over some myths that i found we did some research this weekend uh i'm kind of disappointed yeah, in myself disappointed. because i think i followed a lot of things that if i just did a quick google search i uh probably would have felt a lot better after drinking
0: yeah the one thing i want to start out with is um uh, this thing that i found earlier in the week about shock top i don't i mean maybe our listeners know this but this is not something that i really knew um people i guess you would like would you think of shock top as like a craft beer no See, okay, you're probably a little bit more woke than me, but I found out recently that it's owned by one of the largest beer conglomerates in the US and they have like 47% market share. So
1: Yeah, so that's owned by Coors.
0: Yeah, it's like I had no idea. And I feel like they have totally branded themselves as kind of like that that craft beer. Like you, you see hipsters walking around with it under their arm all the time and I always thought of it as craft beer.
1: Yeah, it's becoming more and more you know, difficult to determine what is actually a craft beer, quote-unquote. Uh, where before, people might say, oh, I love Blue Moon, that's a craft beer. Lo and behold, it's not. Uh, so parent companies like Miller Coors and Anheuser busch InBev, they are in the market to ma- market themselves as craft beer because craft beer is hot and so on and so forth.
0: And you can sell it at a higher price point.
1: Mm-hmm. So strong craft beer ratings which include shock top goose island blue moon and other beers that are produced by companies that brewer associations do not consider craft beer a lot of you know laymen actually do consider shock top
0: yeah i also used to consider goose island when i wasn't really aware i actually did find out later that it was owned by anheuser-busch yeah
1: so that, that happened in 2011 uh, goose island itself continues to think of itself as craft beer because uh, like the goose island is craft beer. Period is what uh, Goose Islands founder John Hill has said. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would agree with your kind of you know. I think it is for sure, but like, is Sam Adams craft beer?
0: Technically, yes, right?
1: Yeah, but it's it, they can't say, "Oh, we're a microbrewer." Like you no. know, like you know, uh, even like Avery, Avery's pretty big. I still mm-hmm. consider them craft beer, though. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's just interesting that you see these major brands just kind of mimicking the same branding as craft beer because it just sells better and you can sell it at a higher price point because it has that kind of like artsy artisan look to it and you can give it all these (laughs) like funky names and it it grabs the attention on the shelves like no doubt i mean it it makes sense from a marketing perspective it's just it, it seems a little deceptive to me
1: i think it just really comes down to like to me blue moon's a damn good beer right like people want delicious and interesting beers So it doesn't matter the size of the brewery. Yeah, as long as
0: you don't sacrifice quality. Yeah, I
1: think if it's a good beer, like, I don't care if it's, you know, Anheuser-Busch that's making a damn good beer, or if it's, you know, uh, Joe's Beer Store down the street that, you know, produces five gallons of beer, but it's the best beer in the world, you know?
0: And, I mean, for something to be considered craft beer, it actually has to fall under this technical specification. Um so basically, if a brewery produces less than 6 million barrels of beer a year, they are considered a craft brewery. That's basically the standard. So if you meet that requirement, fine. Uh, but if not, you might be in for some trouble if you're actually calling your product craft beer when really it's being mass-produced. So this leads me into my next you know, scandal. It's, it's really not anything... Uh, taboo it, it it's happening right now actually yeah so in february of last year this guy
1: Matthew Adams of Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Hey, thanks. He um he sued Walmart. <laughs> Dude, like he so if you've ever been to one of those super Walmarts, uh, depending on your state, you'll be able to see this selection of beer and wine that we never had before, but you and I can go up to New Hampshire now and Correct. and check it out. And so they have a section with like all of your mass-produced beers, you've got Corona, Bud Light, etc. But they have a section that's literally like in the the sign on the aisle says craft beer and they were selling this uh these like 12 packs in in Ohio in the particular area that this guy lived and uh they were under the name Trouble Brewing and so they had all these kind of funky names like the what was it the red uh, flag Cat.
1: amber we had Round midnight Belgian ale, uh, after party pale ale and cats away IPA. Yeah,
0: Cats Away IPA, that's what I was like. So it had like kind of this like cool like craft beer packaging. But the guy, you know, he went home with his twelve pack and he was like, Oh, it's funny, like I've never heard of this brewing company before. Pretty so good. He, he did some light research and found out that they were actually just like this massive subsidiary of Walmart that was producing the beer, like white labeling it mm-hmm. and then pawning it off as craft beer. And it's like, that's so deceptive. And sure, like, I'm sure the beer was great, but for you to call it craft beer was really, like, it's false advertising, right? And that's what he he's suing them under the premise that it was false advertising because they're able to charge more for this beer. It probably costs them no more to ship and stock than, you know, the domestics just across the aisle. So, uh, I think is pretty bold of this guy, but like really justified at the same time, because you're, you're giving people the illusion that they're drinking something like artisanal and that's made like you're, you're picturing like, you know, the, the small business person, like, you know, honing their craft. And really it's just this like massive factory. Like, I mean, trusting in Walmart, probably not the best move, but again, like I'm not
1: a Walmart basher. It's It's just just funny. This article calls it wholesale fiction, which is just like a really funny term to me. So a little background on how uh, Matthew Adams found out about this. So he did a a simple Google search on what was the side of the can, and he found out that uh, Trouble Brewing, and I say that in air quotes. I know you guys can't see us out there in podcast land, but Trouble Brewing uh, has the same exact addresses at Genesee Brewing. Which, uh, Genesee Cream Ale, which is like college favorite. I would drink the, the crap out of those things. Um, that's like a local staple in New York in this area. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen it outside. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I want to see if you have Genesee anywhere else. Uh, so, lo and behold. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's still pending. You know, the lawsuit's ongoing. Yep. So, we'll find out what goes on with that. We'll give you guys an update on the podcast. Hopefully, it happens pretty soon i'll be really interested yeah but i mean can you be
1: mad at, at uh like walmart i think it's i mean you can be mad right like yeah, this I'm is kind like of like a little sh- mad yeah. it's like a shitty thing to do but they're they're basically capitalizing on business right so on average someone will spend two to three dollars more on craft beer yeah for sure so they can
0: sell it at a way higher price point
1: i think if they just were smarter about it and they said like wally's Pale ale or something like that like People probably would have... I don't know. People might not have bought in Walmart. Well, they're also...
0: I think that the idea is like they're kind of situating it among actual craft beer. So, it's like they do have craft beer in that aisle. And then they're Mm. throwing in this mass-produced beer and just like, oopsie-doopsie. Like, it's not really craft beer. So... Yeah, it's yeah. still, it, I think it's false advertising. We'll just, we'll see what the outcome is. But yeah, within the article, it, it mentioned like what the specifications are to be a craft brewery. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So uh, as you can imagine, uh, Genesee and Walmart have declined to, to <laughs> comment on this. We reached out to their people. Our people reached out to their people. And they also said no, which was like, really, no which is really weird. Because we get some pretty insider stuff here. Well, you know how
0: vocal those Walmart lawyers are. You know, they're yeah. trying to spill the beans any chance they get.
1: They respond. Well, <laughs> I remiss. We did get a response back. It said, you guys are too big. You'll you'll blow open the case.
0: Yeah, yeah. They said, "Um, what did they say? You know too much already? Yeah. 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 And then, like, they followed us home, which was, a you know, I, I figured it was just, you know, to make sure we got home safe or whatever.
1: <laughs> they followed- Yeah. It was just like, hey, did you get home? I'm like the nice guy. Hey, yeah. Make sure you got home. All right, so this isn't the first time something like this has happened. So uh, apparently in 2015, around Halloween time, a man in California uh, tried to sue Blue Moon, uh, basically saying that Miller Coors, the parent company of Blue Moon, was being sued by a man. So this guy was basically like, I'm confused. This isn't real craft beer, blah, 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 blah. And he sued them so a judge then in california ruled that uh the court could not conclude the reasonable consumer viewing blue moon's identification as craft beer on so this was on the website as well so on their website there was no indication that this is craft beer mm-hmm. so the so it really was just the was branding like, yeah it was the law the lawsuit was null and void
0: hmm. interesting i'd be interested to hear like what the main points in his case against Blue Moon mm-hmm. were, you know?
1: No, but I can understand it. I mean, Miller Coors is using kind of like misleading marketing tactics to to say this is oh this is a this is better than what we have, so buy this. Yeah. And and I I think I think if there are people listening that didn't realize that Blue Moon is a not a craft beer, like I wouldn't be shocked. Right? No, like, you know, I'm
0: sure not, at one point I thought the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good beer i'm not gonna say it's not and it's a
0: fair assumption just given the way that it looks you know it doesn't have like a big shiny label with like a you know frostbite going across it or like a lightning bolt or whatever it's like it's this pretty like happy scene yeah and it
1: comes in a bottle like a nice bottle it's good design so
0: yeah understandable yep
1: all marketing techniques
0: probably not worth the legal fees but you know So Matt, I mean, when I was in high school, going to parties with the older kids, they always told me, you know, listen up, little girl, like beer Beer before before liquor, liquor. never Never been sicker. sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. And I always kind of like lived by that. But every once in a while, I kind of step out of line and it was like, "Eh, nothing really happened. And I always thought that it was like the cardinal rule of drinking. So one thing that I also heard, you know, right in line with that was, The whole idea of like, don't mix dark and light liquor and all that stuff. And I feel like all of this is just one massive myth. It's like, don't binge drink. How many times can I say that? Don't binge drink. Mm -hmm. If you have too much alcohol in your bloodstream in too little time without hydrating, you're going to get sick. Like your body is going to purge that. No matter what order you drink it in and no matter what color it is. Am I wrong? I mean, am I wrong?
1: So pacing is key.
0: Yeah. Pacing is key, but also it's like, don't binge drink. <laughs> and the myth busters, they, they busted this myth, right? They tried it.
1: Yes, they did. And their finding was it was false. Yeah.
0: Big old myth. So stop telling people that. Stop making all these weird rules around drinking. Number one rule is don't binge drink. Enjoy your alcohol responsibly. Stay hydrated. Don't drink too much in an hour, and you won't throw up. It's not going to happen unless you're allergic to something. (laughs) What's your scandal, Matt? (laughs)
1: All right, so it's not really a scandal. It's kind of like hangover myths that you need to stop believing so i feel like the, the older i get the worse my hangovers get so yeah. emily get look forward to getting worse hangovers
0: well i just don't drink too much anymore either so i can avoid the hangovers and right. c- because i have found that as i get older they get much, much worse. much worse
1: all right so the number one one that i've heard is everyone goes well you can't be hungover if you just drink more <laughs> aka oh yeah
0: like drink more the next Morning, hair a- of the dog, aka
1: hair of the dog. Yeah, so actually, this is uh, not so. Why do people drink Bloody Marys or mimosas in the morning after hangover? Uh, adding more alcohol in your system isn't a good idea. A morning drink can talk, it can typically you know alleviate your issues, right? You're gonna be fine, you might temporarily feel good, but uh, alcohol is a depressant effect.
0: Well, so having a drink the morning after is gonna calm you down because alcohol is a depressant, so it's gonna like. You know, your stomach's not going to feel as tight. Your head might not hurt temporarily, but overall, you're still like, you're still doing all of this like labor on your liver. Right. And so it's already in overtime.
1: Yeah. So basically, by continuing to drink or drinking to alleviate a hangover, you're just delaying the inevitable and you're just going to hate yourself even more later. But one thing I would do before (laughs) is I would eat a bunch of carbs like bread or pasta and i'm like i'm not gonna be hungover in the morning guess what always still hung over so there's a p- common misconception that like bread will absorb the uh you know like the liquid and the alcohol in your stomach and uh kind of metabolize it slower
0: yeah but it's like either way all of that is still in your body. Right. So you're going to absorb the alcohol one way or another. Right. So it's and not going to limit the hangover. Maybe it might limit how quickly you're able to get drunk.
1: Right. It, it will... It's, it's not going to make a difference if you drink a bottle of gin. It might make <laughs> a difference if you drink, like, one or two beers, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, there are foods that are a little bit better to eat when you're drinking. Uh, maybe not for your health, but for the ability to kind of...
0: Metabolize uh, it slower, right?
1: Or just you know not have a hangover in the morning hmm. and those believe it or not parks and rec was correct thank you ron swanson uh you're gonna have to just eat a really greasy fatty meal
0: so like give me all the bacon you yeah, have Yeah,
1: uh, literally all the bacon and eggs that you have Oh,
0: right, bacon and eggs yeah. that's right. right my cholesterol will literally be so high like my doctor would fall over
1: yeah so the fats um just help yeah yeah it uh it
0: it just ma- it makes your stomach digest slower right Correct. it slows yep. you down yeah yeah probably not the best long-term strategy but a hey, you know yeah so I can't knock it
1: i guess you know having a hamburger or with bacon and an egg on it
0: or just all the bacon and eggs that you have
1: literally all the bacon and eggs that you have do you like that reference love it love it <laughs> all right so the next one there is kind of like sleep it off and i've always heard that uh
0: It's like you kind of can't help
1: but to sleep it off. I remember like my first memory of being drunk and a loved one saying like, just sleep it off. Mm -hmm. Um, And that actually is like the worst advice that you could ever give somebody. Um, What you want to do is you want to.
0: What? Sweat it out.
1: Sweat it out, essentially. So there's two ways. And pee it out. Yeah, there's two ways. Well, really breathe it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's two ways that alcohol leaves your system is by urine or breath. Mm -hmm. so if you go for a run or you stay active while it might suck at first um laying laying in bed you're just going to like focus yeah
0: it's just going to take a lot longer yeah that's funny because i i'm sure i had nights like that or (laughs) mornings like that in uh college where it's like you lay around in bed all day and you're like ah this is all i can really do about this but maybe if i had gotten up and moved it probably would have yeah i would have been fine to like go out with my friends in the afternoon and like enjoy the day
1: Yep. Instead of just being, being miserable. miserable. Yeah. As someone who loves coffee as much as I do, uh, I'm kind of disappointed that this isn't a better remedy. Uh, and I've definitely tried this one in the past and it's to drink coffee when you're hungover. Uh, it actually will do the complete opposite. And Emily, do you want to explain a little bit about that?
0: Well, yeah, because caffeine is a diuretic, so it's actually not um, hydrating you even though coffee is made with water. Um you're not going to be able to (laughs) pee out your hangover as easily. You're better off just drinking water and not caffeinating. And also like the effects of that caffeine, it's a stimulant. So it's going to, uh, it's going to spike your stress levels. It's going to make you kind of focus on the fact that you're hungover and it's it's all around is not a good idea. So just drink some water, like try to walk around, sweat it out a little bit, like sit in the (laughs) sun for a few minutes and, um, You'll probably get over it a little quicker and eat some berries.
1: Yeah. So as it turns out, I could write a New York Times bestseller, How Not to Cure a Hangover, because I have done it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both of us have probably made the same mistakes. Yep. So
1: So I guess the only true way to cure hangover is let's just not binge drink. Let's enjoy to drink socially and uh, drink plenty of water.
0: So you guys know that I love packaging. It's my favorite part of drinking a beer i feel like i do judge a book by its cover and i love beer that has cool packaging but i want to talk about some controversial packaging that got some breweries in a lot of trouble
1: Ooh.
0: yeah and one of these you might be familiar with matt because you're a star wars geek yep. but the first one i t- want to talk about actually happened pretty recently um bud light ran a massive marketing campaign where they started this hashtag up for whatever Um, that was on all of the bottles and may have been on the cans as well and basically like the whole message behind it was like you know drinking Bud Light makes you kind of like the life of the party like you're up for whatever and they like included in some of this messaging was the whole um, removing no from your vocabulary for the night and you know it makes you just kind of like you know I'm down for anything, I don't say no to anything, and people were getting a little bent out of shape about it, because it's like Bud Light is one of the major beers drank by college students, and we all know that campus sexual assault is rampant in this country, and so the ad was just kind of reminiscent of the idea that like, you know, that no doesn't really mean no anymore, and you know, that you're up for whatever when you're drunk because you can't consent, and it got like, really uh really hairy so they got in some trouble for that and um basically people called it a little rapey and the campaign just torpedoed it was just not good for their brand
1: so that's really shitty i don't like that at all like i don't think that's good marketing and it's not uh, it doesn't have a place for there's no place for that in craft beer i don't i can't even say in beer or in marketing marketing in general general. as a person
0: who works in marketing i don't i think that's an extremely problematic message to be putting out to People who are really vulnerable to your messaging, people who are young, um, I'm sure that they understand exactly who they were trying to target with that. And I, I hold them extremely accountable
1: for yeah, it. I, I'm just kind of disappointed with like, Bud Light's marketing as general. Like, that's it's not creative. It's not...
0: But you can see they've gotten very tame after that. Because I actually remember seeing those ads um when when they were running them on tv and it was a lot of like kids partying in some kind of like cancun-esque like spring break situation it's like that's where girls are assaulted girls and guys and i don't want to hear any more of this like remove no from your vocabulary when you're marketing alcohol i think that's absolutely deplorable
1: as much as i hate dilly dilly i would much prefer you stick to dilly dilly then Uh, What was it? Uh, I don't even. (laughs) Hashtag
0: up for whatever. It's like, of course, you're up for whatever. Of course, you're up to get a tattoo. Of course, you're up to. uh,
1: Yeah. And I could see those ads being like kind of funny, but it's also condoning you doing like. Things that you wouldn't wouldn't normally normally do.
0: do. Up for whatever. Like, uh, you know, you're not you're not not making conscious decisions. Yeah. Yeah yeah so i mean bad on you bud light but honestly so that's a, that's my biggest scandal that one hits pretty close to home for me so yeah
1: i hate your beer and i hate your ads now So <laughs> screw you Bud Light. Bat on ya. bad on you
0: bad on you um so this next one is by the brewery flying dog which i'm a huge fan of and this particular beer i am a huge fan of i used to buy this all the time when i was in college like a senior and i was able to like buy myself beer I would get this do- this um, beer called the Raging Bitch, and it was a Belgian-style IPA. It was really strong, like a really hard-hitter, and it was so delicious. And I guess in 2009, the Michigan Liquor Control Commission prevented the flying dog from selling that Raging Bitch within the state, calling it detrimental to the public health, safety, and welfare. And they basically... So, if some of our listeners have seen the Flying Dog, like they have this crazy, like artistic packaging with these sort of gnarly characters on it, and so the uh, star of this label was just this, like, this snarling dog with, like, you know, blood all around it, and it was just looked like a raging bitch. Um, and they had to kind of defend themselves and say, like, no, we're literally referring to a dog. Like, we're not being misogynistic. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess. Um, the ruling was since overturned and people in Michigan can still get their uh, their bitch on.
1: I think that ultimately comes down to people just being hypersensitive.
0: I know, like if they just look at for a second at the package, it's like clearly a female dog.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I get where they're going with their branding ultimately, but I don't know.
0: Seems just a little too far to get upset about it.
1: So what's next?
0: So the last one I want to talk about is by New England Brewing Company. Uh, they're based out of Connecticut.
1: Oh, so local boys.
0: Yeah. So this was an Imperial Stout, and they called it the Imperial Stout Trooper, and it had the image of a stormtrooper on the label. And George Lucas himself sued them. Which so, is awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know you've made it, you've made right? It, yep. So yeah, they had to uh, had to get rid of that, and. Um, unfortunately you can't get those cans anymore but
1: that's too bad all right so emily i have a little bit of uh folklore for you
0: some beer folklore
1: yeah so you know the song 99 bottles of beer on a wall sure unfortunately this was actually a reality for somebody in real life you may ask who is andrei rusimov he is considered actually the eighth wonder of the world actor human aircraft carrier and professional wrestler known as andre the giant
0: oh <laughs> he was huge and loved him in princess bride
1: yeah that's an awesome movie uh his performance is definitely like probably the best part of the movie
0: <gasps> gentle giant so sweet
1: all right so weighing in at a massive 550 pounds and just over seven foot four uh he was like a marvel a bonks to marvels right so there is a like I guess like wise tale and it's it's slowly becoming more and more factual as years go on that Andre the Giant drank 156 16 ounce cans of beer in one night
0: damn yeah
1: I can barely drink like four beers in one night anymore (laughs) so there is so Andre the Giant on record stated that he drank 119 beers in one sitting so he did this in an interview with David Letterman back in the day all right, so not only did we have Andre on record saying this, many of his peers said the same thing. So I think we had like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and many others just <laughs> completely, completely acknowledged that Andre could drink like no other.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, so I, just I bet like a beer can in his hand is kind of like a shot glass.
1: I just want to give you an idea. So 156 beers at 16 ounces of pieces equal 240, uh, of 200, 496 fluid ounces that is the equivalent of five thirty racks in one six pack. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Wow. Or one keg, one thirty rack in two cans of beer. Wow. So that's in a night. So that's nineteen point five gallons of beer. So that's now we're talking gallons. That's right. insane. It's a little bit easier. easier. So we're not talking liters anymore because we're in the U.S. And sorry if you're listening above. Just do a little conversion. Hey Siri, convert gallons to liters. My phone literally just <laughs> went off. That's wicked funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's 6240s. Jeez. So this guy could play Edward Forty's hands with 40 bottles and then some. Yeah. So assuming this is doing today's math, right? Mm-hmm. So assuming that his drink costs $6 a piece today, which is pretty average, that's $936 <laughs> oh today. My God.
0: That's insane. That's a
1: lot of money for... Um,
0: I'll bet he wasn't paying for it.
1: So that estimates that the average bartender would spend around one minute serving him per drink. So the barkeeper alone in a night would have to spend, what, two and a half hours of their time alone? Just just serving him. Just on Andre the Giant.
0: Do you think that he drank them in one sip?
1: I don't know. There is a picture. There's like a famous picture of him holding, I think, a Coca-Cola can. And it literally looks like a toy yeah it's it's incredible.
0: He's such a cool dude and honestly, he's probably capable of handing way more alcohol than the average person because he's got more blood. he's got more tissue so he can handle more alcohol in his blood. <laughs> it's insane, like just thinking that he can probably drink five times what I'm able to drink on like my worst night.
1: yeah, and I think it's also just mere fact that he had a greater tolerance because it's something that he did true Often.
0: yeah and and i mean that kind of makes me sad too because i feel like he probably just felt really lonely in the world and was trying to like kind of numb some of that pain of just kind of being known for his physical appearance and only that yep that can be kind of hard agreed so i think that really is a wrap for myths and scandals and Folk controversial yeah. facts yeah. about beer
1: this was a fun episode it was, it's always fun to kind of like Sit down and do some research and then find out what you found out and then extrapolate our opinions on it. Yeah. Enjoy these couple of episodes.
0: Matt, what's uh, what's on deck for next week?
1: Oh man, I am so excited about this. So we are going to be interviewing Mighty Squirrel. Tonight. Tonight, yes. So we are actually recording this and then we're heading into Boston to take a look at their new brewery.
0: Oh, I can't wait. They're yeah. going to give us a... Uh, Little inside access, and hopefully, uh, you guys will enjoy. So,
1: yeah, and as someone who loves their cosmic distortion, I yes. am obsessed. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like, we tried it and we were like, Oh, we got to get an interview with these guys,
1: and then we got it. Yeah. Look at us! Look at us. So, yeah, so you can expect that next week. But in the interim, Emily, where can some of our listeners uh, find us?
0: Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Brewroots. Also, you can find us in person at the Stowe Brewers Festival tomorrow, tomorrow, 5 to 9, Burlington. Sorry, not Burlington. Stowe, Vermont. Vermont. (laughs) And uh, we hope to meet some of you guys there. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Yeah,
1: and if you get there a little bit early, we might have a surprise for you.
0: Yeah, we just might. Cool. Cheers.
1: Cheers.